After getting kicked out of Grandma's house, Jack and Josh head for a home run with the Benchwarmers. This is Truly Happily Madison. How's it going? I wasn't expecting to see you here. No, it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, every week I turn up at this same bar and you're always here. Actually, no, I'm going to scrap that. I turn up at this same baseball pitch and you're always here. I don't that's get what's happening. That's better because it's an open space where you can exercise, so that's illegal. Well, I'm just trying to future-proof. Do you think we'll ever go to bars again, Josh? That'd be stupid. What do you mean, again? Again? You said future-proof. Well, I've never been. I've never been to a bar. I'm a little baby. A little baby. <laughs> little baby boy. <laughs> little baby Josh. Little pig boy. Never That's me. Little pig boy. <laughs> <laughs> little pig boy. He little needs to be stepped on. Little pig boy. Like the movie My Brother the Pig. Yeah, a bit like that. You remember that one? Nope. No, nobody does. Hmm. Um, the, the most interesting thing I can say about that movie is that the back of the DVD... It had uh, a young Scully Hansen in it, and in brackets it said that she was in Mission Impossible 3. <laughs> but she wasn't. <laughs> but she was cast in it. Oh, what? But, but she never appeared? But, well, no, because I think uh, she dropped out and was replaced with Carrie Russell. But I uh, guess they made this DVD box when she'd been announced to be in Mission Impossible 3. That must be a collector's item. Nobody wants my brother the pig on DVD. <laughs> I do now. My birthday scene, listeners, make my dreams come true. I think like Eva Mendes is in it as well. Oh, I like her. Anyway, why the fuck are we here in this um, dugout? This dugout, well, little pig boy. Yeah, <laughs> little pigson. Um, yeah. We, no, no, Josh. <laughs> I'm trying to stop being a bully. Oh, I see what you're doing. That's ah. very good of you. Oh, it's wrong to bully people. It is wrong. But it's okay to still make fun of them if they're different. Yeah, no, obviously. Yeah, that's freedom of speech. That's the First Amendment right there. As long as you're mean to a point, but as long as you don't hospitalise someone, then it is fine. These are, of course, the lessons learned in the Benchwarmers. Yeah, that's this week's film, baby. Yeah, that's why this is the film we're going to talk about. Um, because each week... Your hosts, Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim, discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. And we have arrived at, sort of like, of sort of the end of uh, an era, really. Is it? Wouldn't you say, Josh? Um, yeah. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the era? Well, it's the end of the era in which we will cover films that star Robert Michael Schneider. What? Is this the last one? This is the last one that he is the lead of. No. Oh, yeah. my, oh my God. This is the last film that Schneider leads in the Happy Madison universe. I'm actually really sad now. We could do a bonus episode on Big Stan. No. Nope. His directorial debut. No, I don't want to do that. 
<laughs> I don't want to focus on him anymore. And of course, he pops up in in the in the Grown Ups movies. Yeah. Well, no, he's only in the first one, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know why. Still, we'll find out. But we'll find out. Yeah, I feel quite weepy now because you know we cut our teeth on on the deuce. Yeah. And now we're the ones being served a deuce by him leaving. Yeah, he's um, he's gone off to not do anything else that's interesting. <laughs> what do you mean? There's Rob. There's real Rob. That's true. There's maybe that uh, is. Mm. Uh, so, uh, dear listeners, next week we're going to do a bonus episode, but we haven't decided on what yet. <laughs> um, definitely not because I misscheduled something. <laughs> um, it's fine. So, uh, we could we could watch every episode of Real Rob or Rob. Fuck off. There Absolutely are only eight not. episodes of Rob. Oh, okay. How long are they? Like 20 minutes each. Mm, that's still an amount of time. <laughs> I can't work out. It's uh, like, it's like hours three 40. hours. Yeah, three hours. <laughs> of, of, of Rob Schneider and Cheech Marin comedy. Oh, no, absolutely fuck that. <laughs> we'll work something out. We'll, we'll work, work something, something out. out. You guys, you guys, you're just going to be excited by what pops up in your podcast feed. Yes. That's how it works, right? You just yeah. listen to us for the lols these days. You can give a shit about what we're talking about. Exactly. Because you definitely can't give a shit about the vegetables. <laughs> Just get excited for next week's little gashapon. Is that what they're called? What? Gachapon. Gachapon? I thought you said gashapon. Gashapon. Gachapon? Yeah. Like, that like, sounds like a convention of men who like gash. Oh, no, it is a gashapon, yeah. Gashapon. What does that mean? It's the little, you know, you go to a, you go to a bowling alley and it's got a little <laughs> arcade in it. And then there's the little vending machines that you put the coin in and you turn the thing and yeah, the little ball you get comes like out. Little, it's like a gumball machine. You get a little toy. It's they're a gumball machine. You, they're called What is a gashapon? No one's ever used that word before. They fucking have. It's Japanese, mate. They're called gashapons. Gashapons. You, you've never... You, where did you hear this? Uh, from just living in the world slash playing the Yakuza games <laughs> slash listening to My Brother, My Brother and Me. Like, there's there's so many places it's, it's used. Uh, all... Of the things you just mentioned, I don't do. I okay. don't live in the world. <laughs> I don't play video games, as we learnt last week. Yeah. And uh, I certainly don't know what my brother, my brother, my brother is. My brother, my brother, and me. Good lord. You can't call yourself a podcaster without listening to the three good boys. There's only there's only, there's only, only two good boys, my friend. And they're, they're not even two good boys. They're just the two friends. <laughs> is it us? No, it's Jack oh. with Griffin and David. Oh, okay. We're, we're uh, all right. Yeah, we're fine. We'll do. Won't be listeners. Anyway, bench warming. <laughs> Josh, you have a IMDb plot synopsis for us. I do. I don't even know why I need to caveat this every week, but as always, it is incredibly badly written. <laughs> That's my favourite part of it. <laughs> uh, oh, there's one good plot keyword for afterwards as well, so keep a... Keep a an eye out for that three guys all their lives have been living in the shadow of bullies and are determined not to take it anymore now they must train with the help of mel to take on the most offensive and meanest youth baseball teams written by kaputnik satellite and then in parentheses raven verk heiser hexacist uh, plot oh. keywords include millionaire baseball movie, big house, and husband-wife relationship. Oh. 
Uh, the tagline was, three older dudes should be able to beat nine young jocks. Right? Horrible. Right? <laughs> Josh, had, had you seen this movie before? No. No, I hadn't. Absolutely not. Had you? This is one of those movies that I um, came across on Sky Movies one day. Mm. I was like, I'll watch this. And, uh, it was a good choice? Uh, I remember, I think it was the first film I'd seen Nick Swardson in. Mm. And I remember really hating Nick Swardson. And ever since, <laughs> anytime he pops up something, I'm just like, why the fuck are you getting Nick Swardson? He's that shitty guy in the bench walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thoroughly deserved your loathing. So you want some stats? You yes, want some please. stats in I your face? Like the spitty kid that I am. Well, like we said, this is the end of an era. Mm. It's also the beginning of an era. Because mm. this is directed... <laughs> By Dennis oh, Dugan. The Dugs. The, the Dugster. Yes. <laughs> Here he we are. Is, he is right in there. And he'll go on to direct, so now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Mm. You don't mess with the Zohan. Mm. Grown-ups, just mm. go with it. Jack mm. and Jill, grown-ups mm. too. Mm. So, you know, he's 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 quite prominent in the uh, the Adam Sandlerverse. Big in the game, the double D, the big boob. He, he's, he's a sort of latter-day Stephen Brill. I thought you were going to say Spielberg there. <laughs> you know. He could be. No, he couldn't. He okay. can be a Latter-day Stephen bro. Yeah, let's give him that. This film stars the aforementioned Rob Schneider. Last time we'll be saying that. Um, it's been a long time. No, it hasn't been a long time. It oh. will be a long time. Soon. So it stars Rob Schneider, your boy David Spade, mm. John Heder, mm. or Hedder, maybe. Mm. John Lovitz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I love it. Very good. And Craig Kilborn. That's a person. Is I think he ho- did he host like a late night show in the US? Well, I don't I don't know. Oh, he he was the original host of the Daily Show before John Stewart. Oh. Before John Colbert. <laughs> and then he did the Late Late Show, which I guess was that then followed by James Corden. Mm. Um, so yeah, Craig Kilborn was a comedian. He seems fine. You know who he plays in this, right? Uh, the bad lad. Yeah, the rival coach. The rival coach man. Yeah. Yes. Fairy Jerry, as they call him. Uh... This came out on the 4th of April, 2006. Well, while this is on my mind, actually, 2006 is also is, is, is the year before Ratatouille came out. Wow. Did you know that Rob Schneider was the original <gasps> want for the voice of Remy? Fucking Remy no. the Ratatouille. Oh my god. I think it was before Brad Bird came on, and it was still a, a Jan Pinkova joint. Oh my god, imagine um, it as a as a Happy Madison production. <laughs> Happy Madison's Ratatouille. I mean Patton Oswald is so great in that, in that role, brilliant. so but uh yeah, just um this just jumped to mind. Can you imagine Rob Schneider reacting to the TikTok musical? No yeah, I probably could. He'd probably be really up for it. Because it would oh. bring him into prominence for a bit. Oh maybe, yeah, true. <laughs> this is funny as well, because did you know um when they were making Toy Story Two originally, they were gonna have Bullseye Talk. And do you know who they wanted to voice Bullseye? <laughs> who did they want to voice Bullseye? Adam Sandler. No. <laughs> oh my god. Think of all these great films that could have been even greater. But Adam Sandler was saving his vocal talents for eight crazy nights. Oh. 
Uh, I believe he was also like strong. Sadler was strongly considered to voice Rocket Raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, of course. I got it confused with Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> My favorite thing I ever heard about this was was it one of the Disney execs was like, "Why the fuck did we get Bradley Cooper when he doesn't sound like Bradley Cooper?" <laughs> <laughs> love it i actually think sadler would have been all right as rocket raccoon yeah if he's doing his <laughs> you can do it he was doing his uh his davy voice like crazy nights. yeah that'd be good or if he, what if he did it as whitey <laughs> i want that on give me that give me that eye <laughs> i want the eye i can't do it mine sounds weird like marge yeah, there we go. I'm a trash panda. That's very good. And what if what if he was a trash panda who was banging his sister? Oh, why then? <laughs> no, I don't like that. Oh, no, his Rocket. Name is, his, yeah, exactly. His name's not Whitey in this universe. It's Rocket. Sorry, I got confused. Oh, good, um, good stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing that to your ears, listeners. Uh, yeah, so that was that was the release date. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was made on a budget of 33 million. Fucking hell, that's like 15 Mean Machines? <laughs> that's 11 million per star of this movie. <laughs> Rob Schneider, David Spade, and John uh, Allen. Each of them worth every penny. Absolutely. Um, and well, this might hint into why... Rob Schneider didn't lead many more movies after this. It's made a domestic box office taking of fifty nine point eight million. If you're not mm. doubling your budget, you're fucked. Yeah, you're doing bad. And Deuce Two didn't uh, hit big, so no. It's opened it... at number two. Ooh, behind Ice Age Two mm. in its second week. Mm. There's a lot of twos there. Yeah, uh, but it was ahead of Take the Lead. I don't know what that is. No, me neither. It's opening the same week. Uh, Inside Man in its third week. Very nice. And a film I'm going to assume you love. <laughs> yeah. Lucky Number Slevin. It's opening <laughs> week. Why, why do you assume I love that? It's It's got Josh Rinnell over it. Because <laughs> it stars Josh Hartnett, so immediately yeah. you got to like it because of that. Yeah. Um... Ben Kingsley plays a character called the Rabbi. Yeah. Um, I think Bruce Willis plays a character called Mr. Goodcat. Yes, he does, <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine a film more up your street. Morgan Freeman is in there, I think. I feel like, you, you know, of an evening you pop on Mean Machine and you're like, oh, chase this down with a nice viewing <laughs> of Lucky Number Slevin. Uh, do you know what? I do enjoy Lucky Number Slevin. I think it's fun. But I haven't watched it in like 10 years. I think I watched it when it came out on DVD and never since. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's got something. It's kind of fun in a kind of like... It's got a terrible twist. Yeah, it sort of feels like a usual suspects kind of thing. If it, You know, it almost reminds me of Grandma's Boy in a way. <laughs> yeah. In that it's a film made for like 12-year-old boys to watch and be like, fuck, man, that's deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Not that yeah, Grandma's yeah. Boy is meant to be like Man That's Deep, but it's meant to be like, oh man, isn't it cool to get stoned? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's an aspirational dumb shit movie. It's a movie that you will only like if you are like under 15 years old. Yeah. Sorry to all our listeners who are big fans <laughs> of Lucky Number Slevin. Uh, Slevin Calevra fans. Yeah. Because <laughs> that his name. Yeah, Slevin Calevra. 
Is it his real name? Who knows? Find out when you watch the film. Uh, I probably won't really watch Lucky Number 11. No. Well, I might now. <laughs> Chase, I wasn't Chase going to. Machine or Lucky Number 11. Well, do you know what I watched this week? Um, Trying to chase that mean machine high. Cats. Nope. Uh, another Vinnie Jones. No. Close. Close. I'll just so, say, I watched The Football Factory. Oh. <laughs> I'd never seen it. It's horrible. It's one, uh, yeah, it's pretty terrible. Do you like Nick Love? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Based on this showing, I don't think I do. No, Nick Love was a weird sort of thing in British cinema for a mm. moment. Where it was just like him and Danny Dyer. And they sort of struck a chord with an audience well, who quickly grew bored of them. They were the business. They were the business. They, they were the were, business. They were the outlaw. Yeah. I think there was a place for a sort of Poundland Guy Ritchie when he was off doing his weird, like, revolver, what if chess is like life films? There is still a um, Poundland Guy Ritchie, because there's those films like Rise of the Foot Soldier. Oh, where yeah. Where star someone called, like, uh, what's his name? Tamer Hassan. Tamer Hassan, star yeah. of Football Factory. Yeah. <laughs> he just does all those movies now. Yeah. Um, Doesn't need to do anything else. What else happened with this film, statistics-wise? Oh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is the longest <laughs> statistics we've done. What's going on? Uh, great, great, because it means we don't have to talk about the movie so much. Yeah. No, there's lots to talk about. No, there isn't. Listen. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 11%. Deserved? Yeah, I'd say that's about right. I gave this a 1 out of 5, I'm just going to say right now, so... Yeah, I don't actually know what I gave it. I think you gave it yep, a 1. Yep, 1. <laughs> 1 star. Mm. We're we're in sync on this one. Yeah. I'm Justin Timberlake and you're Lance Bass. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Um, and I've already said uh, what the other comedies from 2006 were, but Talladega Nights, Borat, Clerks 2, The Breakup, Beer Fest. My wife. My super ex-girlfriend. My wife. My super ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Let's get into it, Josh. You didn't like this movie. I didn't like this movie. No. Um, so I, I'm I'm curious, Josh, mm-hmm. because um, tr- true hap mad fans, the true true haps, um, <laughs> yeah. will know that on our longest yard episode, yeah, I had to cut out a section <laughs> where you had a go at me <laughs> about why. American football <laughs> does not mean as much to Americans as yeah. as our football means to us. Yeah, there was a good ten minutes that <laughs> got cut out where I just got really angry. You got really angry and you shouted at me. I did, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Sorry again, man. Where your stance on baseball v cricket is? Oh shit! Um, I think they're comparable. <laughs> I don't. Do you not? I think there's much more love for baseball in America than there is for cricket over here. Baseball is seen like the people's game. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I I was prepared to lose one of my oldest friends over the football versus American football <laughs> debate, but I'm not prepared to stake anything on baseball versus cricket. Why one of your oldest friends? Yeah. Oh, I'm only 30. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I should have said one of my best friends. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yes, old implies familiarity. And <laughs> we're not familiar whatsoever. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would I would assume that baseball is more popular in America than cricket is over here. Because cricket, think- cricket is like, I'd say cricket's quite an upper class game. 
Well, baseball yeah. is sort of like the game of the people. Yeah. And the, you know, like you can be fat and play baseball. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, I, mm. that's, and, uh, you know, I don't think there's as much interest in kids' cricket as there is in kids' baseball. No. Do you think cricket's the natural <laughs> comparison and not something like, I don't know, rounders? Rounders? Well, then, well there's no comparison. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no, nobody's, nobody's watching rounders. Sorry to all our rounders fans. You can go off and watch rounders and uh, lucky number 17. <laughs> <laughs> there is a huge crossover there. Yeah, no, I reckon baseball's probably way, yeah. Way okay. more. I just wanted to make sure I get out of the way. But this is yeah, this is a baseball this is this is a film. It is, yes. That I do not understand the plot of. What's not to understand, Jack? Rob Schneider is wandering past a baseball field and then John Hedder is also wandering past that baseball field. And it then they starts see... like this. This is the start <laughs> of the movie. I know. There's no intro. It's... They see a kid get farted in his mouth and they go, that's not on. We'll play you at baseball. And then the film just sort of happens after that. Why <laughs> would parents allow this oh. to happen and would allow these free men... <laughs> To to play baseball against their children, because um, because it's not until the end when when Rob Schneider is like, we're not going to play this time. We're going to let the kids play. Like, well, that should have been the movie all along. One hundred percent. I thought that's what the film was based on, like the cover and everything. I thought it was going to be they they like take on a group of lovable idiots and train them. Um, yeah, it was going to be like like Bad News Bears. Yeah, sort of, um, but with like nerds instead of an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. Like that one episode of The Simpsons or Futurama. Well, it's like the episode of Bob's Burgers where like mm. Bob is tricked into coaching Louise's soccer team for a game, and he doesn't know <laughs> what to do. Yeah, or the best film of this, The Mighty Ducks. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> He's a hockey... He was a hockey... He played a lot of hockey as a kid. I suppose that's true. Fuck. All right. No comparison <laughs> these, these, This is about the people who don't play the game. Yeah, fine. Well, yeah, this film is, one of them. is just shit. I watched it with my housemates this week. Bad choice all around. <laughs> so this is the second one you've watched with them since A Crazy Lights. Yeah, it was that one. And that, in my defense, I thought they were out and I was watching it in the living room and they came back. So they walked into that. Because you can't really go out at the moment. No, they just went on a walk. <laughs> yeah, I just... I watched this two days ago and I'm struggling to remember it. Mm. Yeah, I think I watched it last Thursday. So all I've got is my... Normally I have pages and pages of WhatsApp notes. I ha I barely have one <laughs> on this. I've got... I've got uh, oh, let's, let's talk it so... This is something I want to talk about because there is a anomaly in the, the happily in the, in the Happy Madison casting for this film mm. because you have Rob Schneider and David Spade who are regulars. Yes, and then you have my man John Hedder. Yeah, this is something I want to talk about. John <laughs> yeah. Hedder, because I think the rise and fall of John Hedder is very interesting. <laughs> It is. What year is Napoleon Dynamite? Napoleon Dynamite is two years before this. Right. So it probably comes out, and like the next year he's filming this. Yeah. They're like, because put he, him in the he picture. Only has, he only has one movie in between this and Napoleon Dynamite. What's that? 
Just Like Heaven, where Reese Witherspoon is a ghost and Mark Ruffalo moves into her apartment. Fuck off. And John Heather is like the, the spirit guide. Right, yeah, fine, cool. And I remember the trailers for Just Like Heaven, because he's got a small part in it, but they're like... Napoleon Dynamite had blown up, and so he was all over the trailers. Really? <laughs> they were yeah. only in it for, like, one scene. Basically, yeah. Oh, wow. Because it was, like, Reese Witherspoon, Mark Ruffalo, and John Hader. Wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so, Napoleon Dynamite was a huge thing when it came out, I remember. Like, it was a big cult hit. Mm. Did you see it at cinemas? I don't think I saw it at the cinema. I think I saw it when it hit DVD and everyone, like, when it was in the peak. I saw it at the cinema. I thought it was fucking hilarious when I saw it at the cinema. Yeah, it was great. I couldn't get over it. I thought it was the funniest thing I'd seen in years. I was 14. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, how old would I have been? 15, 16, maybe? maybe. Um, I don't even know. When was this? 2000 and, no, 2004. I would have been 15. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like everyone going around going, gosh, etc. Eat, eat the food. All yeah. All that kind of stuff. All of that bullshit. Tater, and, tater tots. Yeah. All this. I So I don't think John Hedder's career was very well managed. What makes you say that, Jack? Um, so I guess Just Like Heaven is not like a bad shout for him to go to next. But then you go to the Benchwarmers, where he is essentially playing shit Napoleon Dynamite. Right? Yeah. He's 100% (laughs) doing exactly the same character, but, like, worse. Without any of the sort of quirky charm that Napoleon Dynamite had. There's none. Then he goes on to do School for Scoundrels, where I guess he's trying to, like, clean up his act. Do you remember School for Scoundrels? No. It's uh, um, him playing a sort of loser guy who likes a girl... And he takes, like, a class from Billy Bob Thornton to make him... Yeah. Directed by Todd Phillips. Oh, no. Academy Award nominee. Like, the pickup artist, the movie. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a remake of of an Ealing comedy. Right. um, Which is why it has a title that doesn't sound like a... An American film. (laughs) (laughs) You know, scoundrels. And he's got Blades of Glory. Yeah. And then his career just sort of disappears. I'm skipping out his voice work. Sorry to miss out Chicken Joe in Surf's Up, though. Actually, <laughs> Surf's Up is quite a good movie. Yeah. Uh, could um, be. He then, like, pops up in a supporting role in When in Rome, which was the failed Kristen Bell rom com. Um, Don't know that one. And then, like, he's just in a long list of, like, films I've never heard of. Do you know my dad is Scrooge? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not a real film. That's a headline. He plays Roy Disney in Waltz Before Mickey. Awful? What? Awful? Awful. Did I you imagine. see Waltz Before Mickey? I didn't see Waltz No, Before but Mickey. it just sounds like a very bad, very, think, very bad um, film. The guy who plays Kevin in American Pie plays uh, Walt Disney. Which um, one's Kevin? He's the one who is with Tara Reid. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Okay. He returned. He was the only one. Well, actually, one of the few returning cast members for Surfs Up Two: Wave Mania. That's nice. He's loyal. Is, yeah, he he came back. Shia LaBeouf didn't. <laughs> um, mm. Both had interesting careers in different ways. Yeah, very, very interesting. I mean, you could say like the most notable thing he's done recently is voice Napoleon Dynamite 
in the Napoleon Dynamite animated series that lasted for 12 episodes. Didn't even know that was a thing. I'm sorry, no, no, six episodes. Oh, God. (laughs) Really was a thing in 2004, but not now. (laughs) 2012, uh, yeah, nobody was like... The entire cast did return, though. You know, it's what... That sounds like a fucking dumb idea, but I could see it doing kind of well on Netflix now, to be honest. Yeah, I think it was in a sort of period where, like, King of the Hill hadn't quite ended. Oh, no, wait, no, King of the Hill had ended. South Park still going. But it was a Fox show. Right. So I'm thinking, like, Fox were probably looking for something to fill the King of the Hill void. And they went, I know, Napoleon, I Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> kind of makes sense in that, in that sort of world. Like, um, you could see... Kip being the new Dale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm just sort of... I wonder, was he actively making these choices to be in these movies where he kind of plays shit Napoleon Dynamite? Like, Blades of Glory's alright. Nobody's favourite Will Ferrell movie, though. Then again, where else do you put John Hader? John Hader? John Heder? Where do you put him? Like, I think he would have done quite well just doing lots of supporting roles in comedies no yeah like he could have been like uh like in starsky and hutch which came out in 2004 so not this yeah time, but like, or 2003 um i feel like i've seen him in things where he's not playing a, a napoleon dynamite-esque character what what did you see him in i feel like there's something i've seen him in i don't know what it is i can't point to his you specific. have seen walt before mickey haven't you no you have <laughs> What have I seen? You've seen My Dad is Scrooge. Um, You've seen Legend of the Kung Fu Rabbit. No. (laughs) There's something I've seen where he's just a normal person. You've seen something called Mama's Boy. Oh, that... Mama's Boy. He's not a normal person. I'm looking at the poster for it and he's wearing like a gladiator costume. Oh, fuck. All right. John Hedder, Diane Keaton, Jeff Daniels, and Anna Faris in a film that does not exist. (laughs) That's not good. Yeah, no, I can't think. Oh, what is Move, it? Did you see Moving McAllister? No. Did you see Moving McAllister, Josh? No, I didn't. I've never seen Moving McAllister. I swear to God. Starring Mila Kunis and John Hammer. <sighs> what the fuck? I've definitely seen something where he's not. I might have just seen an interview with him. It could have just <laughs> you been. You saw that. the trailer for Just Like Heaven. Uh, it could be that. I don't know. But anyway, I've seen it, and I always think School for Scoundrels. He's kind of normal. He's just a Maybe bit of a loser. Maybe it was a trailer for that. Anyway, boring. Boring if he's not doing the dumb, stupid character. But also at the same time, I don't want to see him do the dumb, stupid character because he's done it. I guess the question as well is, does he have anything else to offer? Is he is he a one-hit wonder? Was Let's not... Yeah. Was he just so perfect for that role that he could never... You know, he, it's like... uh, It's like Mozart writing uh, The Magic Flute as his first ever song. And it's a whole lot. Mozart went on to do other things. Yeah, no. That people will respect it. It's like other other people who reached a pinnacle at the end of their career. Like like Jared Hess, who directed um, Napoleon Dynamite, hasn't like gone on to like work with him again. Yeah. In case you don't know Jared Hess's filmography, stuff like Nacho Libre, yeah, 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 Gentleman Broncos, don't know it, Don Verdine, nope, Masterminds, that's not a film, <laughs> that's a show. Many, many would argue that it isn't a film, <laughs> it is. Um, I, I, 
People don't like Nacho Libre, do they? No, I definitely saw that at the cinema. I like the back of Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, it's fine. I think it's fun. I think it's weird enough to work. That's good, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy for you. (laughs) But you know, actually, like Jack Black is a good person to sort of hold up against. um, Is he? I think so because Jack Black is someone who could arguably just be someone who does one thing. What's that one thing? The sort of the high fidelity role. Yeah, but he's he's already proven before that. I mean, ish. He like had supporting roles. And yeah, stuff. like Cable Guy. But that's not like what. T- tell me, tell me, Josh. Who is who is Jack Black in Cable Guy? Tell me about that character. He's a guy. <laughs> he's a guy. <laughs> he works with Matthew Broderick, I think. <laughs> And he's just normal. He was in Day of the Jackal. He was. I haven't seen it, but I know that. He's in Waterworld. Is he? Yeah. All right. He's in Mars Attacks. So he's got range. Um, <laughs> he's got range in the background. I feel like Jack Black could very easily, like, especially like breaking it big in High Fidelity, doing School of Rock. Yeah. And he has played into that persona a lot. Like Tenacious D is a big part of who Jack Black is. Yeah. But he's been able to sort of diversify. He does sort of shallow how like, like Peter Jackson's King Kong, which yeah. we talk about every week now. No, nope, don't <laughs> want it. Or he does the house with plays, a clock in its walls. Plays the, the he does the voice in uh, the video game of uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong <laughs> launch title for Xbox uh, 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Jumanji now. Jumanji now. Yeah, like and stuff like Bernie or. Um, other stuff he's done. The other films, other films. <laughs> he's definitely been in. He's been in films. Shallow uh, Hal. <laughs> I said that. You can't take my one. Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal. Uh, High Fidelity. He was in that. <laughs> oh. oh okay. uh, he was in the short film Nespresso Epiphany. I wonder if George Clooney was in that one. Uh, maybe. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, Gulliver's Jack Black could have very easily fallen into the trap of like going into obscurity because um, he's just doing the Jack Black thing. Yeah, but, but The right. Jack Black thing is more transferable to other films, I guess, than yeah. the Napoleon Dynamite thing. But also, do you know what the, the big difference is? Charm. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Black is one of the most... I've brought up Jack Black's charm in in this... Po- I've brought up Jack Black's charm in this podcast quite a lot. You've brought it up now, but yeah. before, because we talked about, like... I think we've talked a few times about how Shallow Howl would be a better movie than, <laughs> than the Happy Madison movies, which is yeah. a low bar to set. It's deuce. It's deuce each time. <laughs> but yeah, like, Jack Black is one of the most charming man-screen presences. The Holiday. How did we not mention The Holiday? The Holiday! <laughs> Although he is garbage in that. But The Holiday! Do you not like the bit where he's, like, walking around the video store going... Awful. <laughs> Miles. That's Frasier, listeners. And that's the character's name. Slightly different from the name of the character in Frasier, who Frasier goes... Oh, my gosh. Niles. But it's Miles. Like, his name... Cuddles, cuddles. No, it's staying. Cuddles. Uh, yeah, John Hedder is not Jack Black. John Hedder is Jack Crack. You heard it here first, baby. I just think it's very... I think it's interesting that... Post Napoleon Dynamite, John Heller's got a lot of heat. People want to see what Napoleon Dynamite's doing next. Yeah. It's interesting that he takes the sort of support. He's the third build 
to Rob Schneider and David Spade in this. I feel like he could have gone above David Spade at least. I don't know. Yeah, but like Spade had like two flops with like Joe Durr and um, that one we watched, Dicky Roberts. Yeah, but he's an SNL icon, you know. Mm. Or at least he's an SNL member, <laughs> an SNL alumnus, alumni. So, you know, there's a legacy there. Maybe John Hedder's like, I can work with some of the biggest boys in the biz. They're on their down slope, and he is on this sort of upslope. So I just think it's a really strange... I remember being a kid and thinking it was really weird that John Hedder does this after Napoleon Dynamite. You were a very astute (laughs) 15-year-old. I just (laughs) remember thinking, like... What is up with his career? I was just thinking, like, oh, this is a weird next move. For yeah. a guy who's got heat at the moment. It's true. But he got to he got to play with an interesting character who picks his nose and eats it constantly throughout the that film. That's the whole joke of his character. Really that's is. also the that's the thing the wonderful thing about Napoleon Dynamite is Napoleon doesn't think he's weird. Exactly. He's just like a lovable idiot. Clark man. Clark knows he's weird. Yeah. He just doesn't give like a shit, which is a very it. different kettle of fish. Here is the other question. That is weird about John John Hayden's casting. <laughs> yeah, this. are he, are he and David Spade supposed to be the same age? Oh my god, yeah! Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Why are they friends? They all went like, to school they, together. They went to school together, and he is he's like twenty eight. <laughs> he was born in nineteen seventy seven. David Spade was born in nineteen sixty four. Good lord! Yeah, no, that was bullshit. But you know what, though? <laughs> so it's another sort of reason of, like, this guy doesn't fit with these two. No, it's very weird. But you know what, though? Rob Schneider looks fucking fit in this film. <laughs> yeah. Another week, another buff boy. Rob Schneider, like, re- like, especially since seeing him last week with Grandma's Boy, where he's looking fairly emaciated. He's, like, packing a little bit in this one, isn't he? Like, muscle. He's got to be his lead of a sports comedy. I guess. Like, it's just uh, fun to see. I'm worried about his <laughs> about his um, his training regime. It's not healthy to, to do the Christian Bell fat man thing, is it? That's a reference to him doing Machinist and then Batman not commenting on his weight. He wasn't fat in any of these movies, was he? Um, was he fat I'd say, Deuce? no, he wasn't fat in Deuce. He was quite, he was quite buff in Deuce. But in... Um, in um, Oh, what's the one? Fifty First Dates. He had mm. a bit of a belly, you know. A He's bit got a bit small of a punch on him. Yeah, a bit paunchy, bit puffy. You mm. know, it's just interesting. Is that, is that makeup? Oh, it could, no, because he has his top off. Really good makeup. Or maybe he's just pushing his belly out. Maybe could just be that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's just breathing in the whole time. Anyway, he's buff again, baby. He's back. The Bobby Boy is back, baby. Buff. Back, but for his last starring role. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he wanted to go out with a buff, buff bang. Yeah, I. So the plot of this is that three men who were bullied, except later on you find out one of them wasn't bullied. He was a bully, um, and bullied. Was he bullied? Yeah, I thought the whole reveal was like he was bullied because he was in the group with David Spade and Thingy. No, because he went to a different school. Oh, did he? Yeah, that's why he's like nervous when he goes to that town. Because that's his hometown. Oh. 
and that's why the only one who remembers him is Terry Crews later on. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I obviously wasn't paying attention for that bit. I thought <laughs> uh, he the... was bullied a bit, but he was bullied like physic. Terry Crews says he bullied Thingy physically, Rob Schneider physically, but Rob Schneider bullied everyone else mentally. No, no, he doesn't. He's the people say like they say to him. Oh, you were you must you would have been able to pound on this guy, and he's like, yeah, but he didn't. He went for the physical. He doesn't. He, he went for the mental. He didn't need to go for the physical. You know, that's what I'm saying. I think but I don't think I don't think people were beating him up. I think he was just like, no, oh, I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense anyway. Like, no. <laughs> like this is the big twist of the movie is that like it, the big reveal is that which isn't set up well at all no. it's not like it, it starts off with like oh yeah these are three losers who are going to play kids baseball <laughs> which to to defend the kids who get picked on they get a beef stew in their mouth trying to play baseball a beef stew <sighs> is when someone clamps you down onto the floor and then farts into your mouth everyone knows that i didn't <laughs> I've never heard that called a beef stew that. nobody knows that. oh okay cool you know <laughs> no. delicious beef stew I just, yeah, it's so he sees these kids being bullied and decides that I'm going to play baseball against the kids who are bullies because I used to be a bully and I need to now show these kids that it's wrong to be a bully. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and and then he gets backed by billionaire John Lovitz. <laughs> Living in, right? Okay, I don't know how recently you've seen Starship Troopers. Not recently. Oh, I, listeners, if you're big fans of Starship Troopers, I 100% swear down that John Lovitz's house is the house that John Johnny Rico's family lives in in Starship Troopers. Do you think that's, like, a comment on, like, how nerdy he is? Ooh. And that he would have bought, like, the house of Starship, <laughs> the Starship Troopers. Troopers' house. He could have. Um, I, yeah, um, I just like yeah. that. I have such a problem with just the logic of this film. <laughs> I did what? Uh, oh yeah, like, right. So he has to win a baseball game so that someone will finance them to build a baseball. Stadium. Well, no, John Lovitz is gonna build the stadium. Oh, but if they if they lose, he's gonna like give up the stadium to the the bully kids. <laughs> Why? I don't really know. <laughs> this is where I feel I feel like I missed out on plot, but maybe it's just not there. You know what is there? What? product placement what do you mean <laughs> um I, I i listed down the product placement as i saw it oh yeah and the, the i've got I've, i think i've got three you should three read it out wait big I'm, ones. I'm gonna make a note for myself to play some uh play some lo-fi hip-hop and it can be like a spoken word poem of you reading out the product placement i've only got three well so... it's gonna be short <laughs> it's gonna be a short poem all right Spider-Man yeah. Sony PlayStation 2 Yeah Sony PlayStation 2 Yeah Pizza Hut Pizza Hut I don't think you've ever listened to a spoken word poem, have you? Nope. <laughs> it's good, man I'm excited That came out really well, didn't it, listeners? Give a round of applause Um. Good shit Speak your truth well, it's Pizza Hut is like mentioned so many times in this movie. Yeah, because a character works there. This is a salad bar woman. Weirdly, though, mm -hmm. the video store that David Spade's character works at, not a real store. What? 
you'd think that they would have tried to get some blockbuster. No, mm. it, it clearly is a blockbuster that has been covered up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Because it's got the blue and yellow scheme going on. Mm. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man playing in the background of the uh, of the video store. Big Sony movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just all uh, Sony and, and then Pizza Hut. I'm sure Sony have a stake in Pizza Hut. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> There's huge oh. PlayStation 2 like logos all over the uh, stadium at the end. Oh yeah, the weird stadium with a swimming pool in it. I really like that idea. Yeah, you can just have a bath, big swimming bath <laughs> while watching the ball game. Pretty sweet. This film is so fucking um, dull. Have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, yeah, like the way it's so thinks it's anti-bullying but it's so against um anyone who isn't normal yeah it's fun isn't it when they find the man that um gus rob schneider's character has been bullying you mean gus bus that's the joke throughout the film and after which he calls jerry jerry fairy 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 Jerry. jerry yeah because he'd been rude to clark and yeah and dale Dale? Chip and Dale. No, Richie, Clark and Richie. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Jerry tries to come up with a, a, a name for Gus, and all he can do is call him Gus Bus. Yeah, it's um, good stuff. I One of my notes about three quarters of the way through is I am so unengaged with this film. You don't remember the Gus Bus stuff? No, I apparently like, do People not. start calling him Gus Bus in the movie, and then they get a bus to take them to other games, and it's called the Gus Bus. It's good they stuff. They get real mileage out of that Gus <laughs> Bus. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's all good stuff. Um, yeah, the bit where they go to the guy who Gus Bus bullied and sent to a mental institution, um, his name I can't remember. But he's a he's a small man, a man of small stature, and they just his have name him... is Marcus. Marcus, played they... by Joe Nuffo. Joe Nuffo, Marcus. They have him playing in a sort of um, cardboard castle, castle. thing, yeah. making peanut butter sculptures. Yeah, <sighs> like it's all. And there's a, uh, I mean, there's homoph- One of my notes for this film is just homophobia. Uh, and uh like a clearly it's very strange joke in which the the coaches seem to hang out with this guy who only wears a speedo i is he meant to be jerry's boyfriend i think he's supposed to be all their boyfriends right okay yeah cool um oh yeah there's the latin x character who turns up and yes. obviously has a problem with drinking um that's carlos um terrible and they play gasolina for him it's also one of these films in which uh, a character shows absolutely no charm, but is able to woo um, Fuck. a character. I'm, of course, talking of the relationship between David Spade as Richie yeah. and Erin Bartlett as Sarah, the pizza and salad girl at Pizza Hut. I was going to say, does she even have a name or is she just Pizza Girl or she's Salad Sarah, Bar Girl? And she's the sister of a kid. <laughs> What? Oh, right, she's, yeah. She's, she's a sister of a kid. I wasn't sure, yeah, with that, I wasn't sure if she was an actual sister or if she was, like, a big sister. Or, like, a nun. No. <laughs> like, you know, the big brother, big sister thing. I think she's just an actual sister. Oh, right, really, okay. They didn't put that, like, subplot in. He's, like, six. 
yeah, it would have made more sense if she if it was her kid. Yeah, but no, but then you know, then she's had the touch of another man, which David Spade would hate. Well, fine if it was another woman, because we are introduced to David Spade being the grossest character <laughs> by just recommending people videos at the video store that only have lesbian, lesbian sex porn. scenes. It's good stuff. It's just like it's just it's interesting because we've had David Spade playing the nice guy in yeah. Joe Dirt and Dickie whatever it's Dickie called. Dickie Roberts, Roberts, former child star. Um and in this, like I cause and I've complained saying that I prefer him being sleazy. But in this he goes too far the other <laughs> way. What if good, but too much. He's just I mean, I do think he's better in this than he is in Joe Dirt and Dickie Roberts. Yeah. But not as good as he was in the TV show we watched. Mm. I'm forgetting everything he's what in. What was it called? Rules of Engagement. Rules of Engagement, yeah. That was my favourite David Spade performance so far. Um, I think mine is actually from Grandma's Boy. Oh yeah, actually true, true. That was really good. Got two David Spades in a row. Yeah, but this, there's much more of him in this one, horribly. Yeah, I hated it. I hated it all. It's all very bad. People, they... You should... Well, you know why... You know why? Why what? You know who's responsible for this fucking character? I do. You do. I we do all know. do deep down. We know who The people who were responsible for what happened the week before. Yeah, those fucking cunts. Making me watch two of their films in a row. Alan Covert. Nick Swardson. Nick Swardson wrote this movie. Just uh, started, like, You're taking all that goodwill off Grandpa's <laughs> You put out this piece of shit that made me laugh two times. Did you laugh at all? No, I really I really didn't enjoy my... I nearly fell asleep. Really? Um, <laughs> I think I might as well have fallen asleep. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I seem to remember more of this movie than you do. Yeah, I really don't remember fucking anything. I... All I know is I had two laughs, split over three occurrences. What were the laughs? Two of them come from John Lovitz. I love it. And the third one is kind of related. So the first laugh that was a big proper, like, proper gut laugh was when he, John Lovitz first comes on and they, you know, the kid who got farted on is there and he's like, this is my son. He's become quite the fart magnet, which I thought was quite a funny line. Can I also just talk about that moment? Uh, because they walk out, they the three leads walk out of the Pizza Hut that they are in. Yeah. <laughs> the most visited location in this film. Yeah, it's a hub. It's a cultural hub. And a pizza hub. They've had an encounter with Fairy Jerry. Yeah. And I don't think we should call him that. Just Jerry. Right. They've had an encounter with Jerry and they're walking out. And John Lovitz appears from, like, nowhere yeah. <laughs> and just starts talking to them about what's happened inside the building that he was not in. He could have been in there. He, he was, because he was out. getting out of his car. Yeah, maybe he, he was in there, he nipped out, he got in the car, he got out so that he would have an excuse to say, this is Night no, Rider. No, this doesn't make sense, Josh. You don't know. You don't know what powers John Lovitz has. Maybe he's no, got spies in there. You know, he is a billionaire. He is a billionaire. I can't imagine he's a billionaire by the end of this movie. He wastes a lot of money. Yeah. He has got a fun robot, the though. The Benchwarmers team isn't earning him any money. No. It's earning him pride, and it's earning his son some brownie points and not getting farted on. What were your other laughs with John Lovitz? Uh, the second laugh, which was a half laugh, was um, 
they're talking about nipple cripples for some or they're going through all the things that oh, bullies have done to them and then he just like he opens up his yeah teeth. he says he went to complain to jerry about how much son his son was getting bullied and he just gave him titty twisters they would describe oh yeah as. but he then he just up. rips open his shirt like and goes look at my nipple cripples or whatever well, he does that and then he closes it and then he does it again yeah i think that's what i laughed at <laughs> i was just like fuck's sake all right and the third half laugh totaling a number of two laughs in total um was when the robot number five is serving drinks number uh, seven number seven jesus yeah. christ like lucky lucky number seven it all comes back um he he's serving drinks and then john header for some reason turns his face towards him and number seven fires water into his mouth and he just goes like oh, oh, oh. Oh, because he's been um because because uh, number seven was wiping poo off of john lovett's son's face with his yeah. water which didn't look like it worked very no, well it didn't work like, very well at all but i you just see like, who played number seven? Oh, was it james old jones <laughs> it was doug jones no yeah oh my god so what he has this and then like what a year later he has pan's labyrinth well two years before this he had hellboy wow okay <laughs> i hated that robot so much very bad i thought it looked creepy as fuck it looked like bicentennial man <laughs> <laughs> just, i wouldn't have been surprised if robin williams was in there i would have been shooting water into john Hedder's mouth charm josh charm yeah um I, I I really didn't like that robot. It just came about and it really disturbed me. Yeah. That's like the type of thing I would have nightmares about. As a child? Or no? No. no. <laughs> like that robot yeah. trying to get me out of bed. Well, I'm going to have different kinds of dreams about number seven shooting water into John Hedder's mouth. It's going to be exciting. Did you notice that there were children of celebrities in this movie? No. <laughs> who, who was in there? Well, obviously... Uh, Ellie Schneider <gasps> went on to be Elle King. Where was she? Sing, uh, she plays Carol. All right. Who's you that? remember Carol? No. No, me neither. <laughs> I just, I know that these people are in this movie. Well, but you don't know um, where. It was good to see Booger back. Booger? Booger from The Hot Chick. Oh, was he in it? Yeah, he was one of the main bully kids. See, the big one. Um,. No, he's the one who looks like Booger from The Hot Chick. <laughs> Is he the one who spoke like this? There was one kid who was like, ah, no. It might have been. <laughs> I didn't like that kid. He was in He was in the group and he was one of the first ones that's like, hey, these bench warmers are pretty cool, actually. I think he might be the kid who's like, like early on when they have the first game, he's like, he just speaks like this all the time. Oh, maybe. Could be. Uh, I don't remember. Don't know. I think it was supposed to be a joke. It didn't really was it me over oh, okay well yeah i think so it was nice to see him back other than that you've also got patrick schwarzenegger in this <gasps> movie his first but not his last appearance as jock kid game number three nice and of course it wouldn't be complete without ray nicholson son <laughs> of jack nicholson. no who does he play one of the kid catcher number one game number two <laughs> fucking hell all right Good shit. I only know he's in it because I looked on my Letterbox stats for this year, and he is in my most watched um, no <laughs> list because he's in this and he's in Promising Young Woman. Oh fucking hell! All right. Which is funny because I gave Promising Young Woman like four point five out of five, <laughs> and this one out of five. <laughs> the kid's got range. What can so we he's, say? Uh, if I look on highest rated, he's got a two point eight sort of <laughs> average out. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. 
throughout this film. I mean, I don't know if you're going to know. I know. But there were lots of bits that I was like, are these famous people? Like, you know, with Dickie Roberts, you had the scene where they're around the table. Leaf Garrett. You had Leaf Garrett. <laughs> you don't know Leaf Garrett. You had Leaf Garrett. And you had other people. Who is Leaf? We should make t-shirts that say who, who is, is Leaf Garrett. <laughs> I mean, we could. If we had more than four listeners, then yeah, maybe I'd make that merch. <laughs> Just kidding. We love all of you five listeners. We love you very much. Yeah, I was wondering, like, you know the bit where, where oh, who's the guy who trains them? Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. I know he's a person. Reggie Jackson <laughs> trains them and is like... Did you know, Josh, that the uh, the drills he trains them with are actually drills he did as a kid? Were they? That's probably my favourite part of the movie. Is it? I do like... like well, I, yeah, they just feel like... like I like the um, the idea of using, like, Ding Dong Ditch as, uh, as your way to train you to run. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, that's kind of clever. Um, yeah, it's very, uh, I mean, I've seen a thousand films with mailbox baseball. Now. Yeah, dazed and confused. Stand by me. That's a thousand. <laughs> it's at least three. Yeah, I was wondering. You know, the people that they are playing the ding dong ditch or whatever are they baseball people? Because there was a bit where he was like, "Oh, this is the guy that you really don't want to piss off." And then they ring, and then one of them gets left behind. I think. Well, the guy who's got like the beard. Yeah. I don't know who the that one was. who jumps on one of them, John Hedder or David Spade, who hides in a bush. Uh, I was like, is he a person? Is he a baseball person? It feels like this film has baseball people in that I don't know. Like, there's the guy at the end who's like, I, I wish I had a little person. Yeah, who's that? It must be someone. For a minute, I thought it was the guy, the great Collie. Oh, uh, yeah, it could <laughs> but be. It wasn't him. Or the guy who gets his cart smashed um, when they're playing baseball and. I think John Hedder tries to catch a thing and crashes into a car. Oh my god, that is the this. I've got this as a note that there are just like some really weird fucking cutaways. Yeah, in this movie where like, and it is that moment where it just suddenly cuts to the guy's cart being smashed and he just overplays like. Blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> is that a person? Maybe. There's also the weird bit where the kid talks about ear hair. Yeah. Yeah, do you remember that? Where like these kids ask the bench warmers for their autographs, and then it cuts to like one of the kids like talking about his dad. Oh yeah, so his dad has ear hair. Yeah. Yeah, weird. And I was like, oh, that's a really weird. Jo- that's not a joke. It's not a joke. I reckon Alan Covert thinks it's a joke. <laughs> Probably. Or Nick Swardson. It's um, hard to tell them apart. Where does Alan Covert end and Nick Swardson begin at this point? I ask you. Amazing, Alan Covert isn't in it. Same. But you know who is? Nick Swardson, baby. <laughs> Nick Swardson. I hate Nick Swardson in this movie so much. It's terrible. Faking fun. Like, again, another thing, like, it's it's not okay to bully, but it's okay to laugh at people who have agoraphobia. Or, yeah, what is it? Heliophobia. It was fear of sun. Yeah. Yeah. Because apparently he has both, according to Wiki. Um, <laughs> or, yeah, he gets, to, he gets to come on himself with mayonnaise at the end. That was my... That was my penultimate note for this was Nick Swardson coming mayo all over himself and that's good is it (laughs) one thing I I kept trying to figure out in this movie is why John Lovitz kept naming things Schmegma (laughs) (laughs) because his name is Mel Carmichael if his name was Mel Schmegma it would make sense but it just made me think of Schmegma I think that's what it's supposed to do well, why? <laughs> I don't know, man, because it's a funny His word. house is called Shea Schmegma. 
And uh, I hate to disappoint you, but did you know... I don't know if it, this means it's not the house from Star, Starship Troopers, oh. but it is the house that Alec Baldwin lives in, in Fun with Dick and Jane. Oh. I mean, it could be both. <laughs> I'm just, sorry, I'm just looking at the IMDb trivia now. <laughs> this trivia makes no sense. Fairy Jerry is an inside joke in the town of Agora. <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> does it mean inside the world of the film that Fairy Jerry is an inside joke? I don't know. Um, is, are we not meant to think that... I think I did notice them saying Schmegma in the film. I'm getting a vague recollection to last Thursday, or whenever it was. He says Schmegma a lot. Because I think it, it's even called Schmegma Stadium. Well, yeah. Is it because he owns a business called Schmegma? Yeah, but why? Oh, because it's like a play on Smeg. I thought it was a play, play what, like, smeg the fridge? Does he yeah. make fridges? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, how am I supposed to know that? I can barely remember I'm this film. I'm trying to figure out what these jokes are. <laughs> I don't think... See, you're trying to look at this... You're, I'm, it takes me back to a Slavoj Žižek quote. Any poet who tries to construct their poems in a rational way is a poetic fist fucker. You're trying to look... Stop trying to, stop trying to be hoity-toity. You're trying to look for the, for the method in the madness. To, he lives to on Schmegma Street shout as well. Out, to shout out an earlier guest. He lives on Schmegma Street. Yeah, because he probably makes Schmegma ovens or whatever it is inside the... It's they just a, the it's a funny word, Jack. It's a funny word. Maybe we're meant to think he built the street because he's so expensive. So expensive? So rich. He's so expensive. He's so, he's so money right now off his Schmegma goods. Well, he's so expensive, Josh. Did you know that he is uh, um, one of two cast members to return for Benchwarmers 2. Mm. I did see that that existed. I did see that. I will uh, never watch. He, um, he returns as his character. Yeah. But um, also returning is Lachlan Monroe. Yeah. Lachlan Monroe is an actor who pops up in a lot of fil- like terrible films I've had to edit trailers for. Right, okay. And uh, he in this plays the guy who's going to build the stadium. Right. In one scene. And in the next film is the rival coach. Wow. I don't think it's the same character. I was going to say. Oh, he's in Riverdale. Yeah, he's um, somebody's dad. Uh, they're all somebody's dad in Riverdale. Uh, I think he's Betty's dad in Riverdale. Right, yes. He, he's in Scary Movie. That's probably his biggest, biggest claim boy. to fame. Uh, I don't like Lachlan Monroe, so that's what I have to say about that. I don't like this film. Can we stop talking about it? No, I actually do have a few more things I want to talk about, Josh. Because we cannot, we cannot go through this whole movie and not discuss that the female lead is only there to mention that she's ovulating. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, fuck, I forgot about that (laughs) We can't skip over that, Josh. She literally just exists to say, come fuck me, and for Rob Schneider to ignore because he's focusing on beating some kids at baseball. And that's her entire journey. Every line she has in this film is, okay, but I'm ovulating. Yeah. Okay, but I'm ovulating. Until the last scene where she's like, I'm pregnant. I know. Also, when also, did they I'm fuck? Trying... When is... did they fuck? That's what I want to know. Release the tapes. When did they fuck? I also remember it just being a really gross ending. Like there was something really gross about the... Um... Yeah, Nick Swardson comes May all over himself and then it ends. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. Sorry. <laughs> I hated that ending. But yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. It's, it's so... 
weird to, I, I, a, I think it's really weird that Rob Schneider was married in this movie instead of giving him like a, a female lead usually these films have someone meets one of the parents of the kids or something like that to become emotionally bonded with them throughout the film yeah so I guess in a way that this is a twist on that I suppose um, but yeah it's it, <laughs> I'm also curious how much younger Molly Sims is compared to Rob Schneider because I feel like he casts younger women to be his. Yeah, true. Um, he's ten years older than that. Uh, it's not as bad. Not as bad, but it's still not great, is it? No, it's she's not more likely to be dating John Heater. <laughs> yeah. Little little known fact for you, Josh. Adam Sandler put David Spade and uh, Rob Schneider in this movie to settle over a rift they had. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> but apparently, uh, in an interview with Howard Stern, Sandra said he cast Spade and Schneider to force them to work together. Wow. In order to smooth over a rift. Do you know what he's laying the groundwork for? Grown ups. Grown ups. <laughs> he's trying to make it happen. He's trying to assemble his Avengers Assemble squad. <laughs> assemble. You know? It's a shame they didn't get Molly Sims back to just talk about how <laughs> um, how how ovulating she how is. How fucking fertile she is right now. Such a weird... Like, that was the thing that really stood out to me while watching yeah, this. Was it, just, also, the lowest point in this movie for me was when Schneider gets into the shower with his wife and starts pissing. On her. Yeah. yeah. Good shit. Uh, uh, very bad. Yes, very, very this bad. This film is, is also nice guy culture. Oh, yeah, big time. Like... It's a lot of like you shouldn't hate us because we're nice guys. Yeah. Even though yep. they're not nice guys. No. Richie is not a nice guy. No. Clark. He feeds porn to people. Clark is a weirdo. Sorry, but he is. No, he's picky boy. Perhaps the most normal of them all is Mel. Which one? John, <laughs> John Lovitz. Oh, John Lovitz. Yeah. yeah, he's just a rich maniac, he's which just I a love. Rich maniac. He's he's very good in this film. <laughs> I mean, it's only in comparison to everyone else, but it, all he has to do is turn up and be himself, and he's great. As someone who recently lost a dog, I did not enjoy the scene in which a dog got run over by a lawnmower. No, not good. Well, it survived. It does, but I just felt sad for that dog that had to be shaved for this fucking movie. Yeah, true. Feels like the B team, you know? The B team of Happy Feels Madison. like... Do you, know what? Do you know what? It feels like... The they got the warms. bench warmers. Don't yeah. fucking leap into my joke. That wasn't a joke. It was. <laughs> it's more of a joke than the schmegma thing or whatever the other one was. Yeah, I don't get that either. Well, this well this at least has a point. That it's like the bench warmers it, of the Happy Madisons. Yeah. All together. You got Tim Meadows in there to back it up. Yeah. Well, he comes back. Yeah, but he's a bench warmer. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to talk about the awards? Uh, yeah, Should we talk about all the awards this film won? How many? Uh, Josh, we got some noms. No. We got some noms. No. We got some noms, but only one award show, but there are multiple noms. Because we've got the Teen Choice Awards. Fuck yes! <laughs> Teen Choice loves this movie. No. Lo- no. But it, I, like, I'm surprised it has as many noms as it does. Mm-hmm. So it was up for... Choice movie rumble. Oh yeah, where I don't, I don't remember. It's Clark versus Carl's auto body. What? Clark versus Carl's auto body. Which one's Clark? 
Clark is John Hedder. Right, okay. Who's Carl? Um... Uh, <laughs> oh, oh no, I'm, I'm actually, I was looking at the cast. I was like, this doesn't seem right. It turns out I was on the IMDb for Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> it's a Carl. Yeah. Bill Romanovsky. Who's that? I don't really know. Okay, um, well. He's in Get was, Smart. That was the choice movie rumble, but he lost to Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. And it's uh, Orlando Bloom versus Jack Davenport. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, sure. Yeah, fine. <laughs> it's nice that a guy from Coupling has a Teen Choice Award sitting on his jacket. Nacho Libre was also nominated. Oh, cool. For Nacho versus Ramses. <laughs> and Superman, in Superman Returns, Superman versus the Airplane. It's not a rumble. <laughs> <laughs> it's because nobody fights in that movie. No. It might as well just be Superman versus that bullet he gets shot in his eye. <laughs> Does he win? Yeah, he does. Oh, okay, cool. Um, it was also nominated for Choice Actor Comedy. For Schneidy? Um, no, for John Hedder. Fuck off. It's a joint nomination, though. It's for this and Just Like Heaven. Oh, good God. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to... Do you want to guess the, the nominees? The other nominees? Um, my Wife? No. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think that was a bit too late. Um, um, I'll give you some clues. I'll give you some yeah, clues. Right. Uh, one of these nominees is a guy who's very cancelled now, but was very popular at the time. Shia LaBeouf. No. Um, Kevin Spacey. No. Think about like one of like the, the sort of most bankable stars of like the mid two thousands. Oh God. He's not like he's he's been in the papers a lot. He's had to drop out of a big Screech. Movie. No, the most bankable stars. <laughs> yeah, Screech. <laughs> Um, um, fuck! I, I'm drawing a complete blank. Uh, it's Donny Jep. Oh, Depp. right. Yep, yep, yep. Johnny Depp. Yep, of course, of course, um, of course, of course. Charlie Depp. and the Chocolate Factory. He wins. Yeah. Um, Shit. Up against uh, someone. What? Well, two people we've talked about heavily in this podcast. Mm. One of which is the reason we do the podcast. Yeah. Adam and Drew. What? Adam Sandler. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. Cho- choice, choice movie actor. <laughs> Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Just Adam Sandler. <laughs> we haven't mentioned Drew Barrymore at all in this episode. No, I know. All right. Okay. So one. <laughs> I thought you meant in the I... podcast. I thought you meant in the whole oeuvre. No. Oh, okay. People we've talked about in this episode. Adam Sandler for Click. Yeah. Which we'll get to. This uh... person I said could have been John Hedder. <laughs> this is a real memory test for half an hour ago. Jack Black. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this guy is not cancelled, but I feel like the world <laughs> thinks he is. Um, um, he was a, another big so He was a big comedy star. He was part of the Frat Pack. Um, Owen Wilson? No. Vince Vaughn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's cancelled, is he? No, like, I don't think like, so. Nobody's interested in him. I think he's just not done anything good in a while. Yeah, true detective. Possibly another person who people might think is cancelled, but I don't think <laughs> Jesus is. Christ. Was the star of one of the biggest movies of 2020, so that should narrow it down. Or the villain of it. Popular comedy star from the 90s. Joff Brolin. What is the biggest? Oh, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For fun with Dick and Jane. Jack Black was for Nacho Libre, Vince Wong was for Breakup. Nice. 
Um, what else have we got? Nom Jim Carrey's just, he's just weird, isn't he? Yeah, but he's I think people canceled. probably think he's cancelled. Yeah. Oh, no, he has said some stuff in there. I don't know. I don't know. Can he said that thing about, like, how he really wants to sleep with Emma Stone. Yeah, that might have happened. Benchwarmers was also nominated for Choice Chemistry between David Spade, John Hedder, and Rob Schneider. Absolutely fuck off. It could have been like they weren't even in the same room most of the time, or in the same set. This this nomination round is pretty fucking weird. Like, also nominated is Kate Beckinsale and Adam Sandler for Click, mm. which we'll talk about that chemistry in two in weeks. A while. Uh, Nacho Libre is nominated for Jack Black and uh, Hector Jimenez for. Yeah, I guess they have chemistry. Kate Bosworth yeah. and Brandon Ralph from Superman Returns. Mm, yeah. Steaming hot chemistry, Josh. And then I'll, I'll give it to the breakup for Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn that wins. But the real winner should have been Meryl Streep and Anne Hathaway for The Devil Wears Prada. Fuck yes, the tension. <laughs> it's the only time you see The Devil Wears Prada nominated against the bench warmers. <laughs> Oh god, I wish I, I wish we were doing a Devil Wears Prada podcast where we just watch that every week. The Devil Wears Podder. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, and then finally, it was also nominated for Choice Comedy. Mm. I'm not going to get you to guess them. No, up against, it's up against basically all the ones that we've already mentioned. Uh, apart from two. Cool. The winner, which is She's the Man. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Scary Movie 4. Nice. And then you've got Click, Natural Libre, and The Breakup. All good choices. Is it? No, I mean, obviously not. This is a really weird, weird... Those are the nominations for the Benchwarmers. What do you think? <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's it not as good as the anything. High Times. No, it doesn't deserve to be in any of the, any any of those awards. But what, what the fuck ever? I don't give... Yeah, fuck this. I hate this film. Josh, who's your MVP? Um, it's John Lovett's. It's John Lovitz. Every time... You love it. I love it. Every time he's on screen, there's just like a little bolt of energy that makes you forget that you're... Also, this film's so fucking short, and it felt forever, apart from <laughs> yeah. the bits where John Lovitz is on. Maybe you should watch the sequel. It's not even 90 minutes. Maybe you'd like the sequel. Maybe I would. Chris Klein is the lead. I do like Chris Klein. So it could is be good. Is he cancelled? He might be cancelled. I don't know. If if he has been cancelled, I retract my previous statement and I am now ambivalent over Chris Klein or dislike him. Can I just give you something that might make you feel a little happy, Josh? <laughs> yeah, go on. At the Teen Choice Awards, nominated for Choice Drama, was uh, a film you love, Goal. Yes! <laughs> oh, the impossible dream. Also, it was nominated against the film that opened up against the bench warmers, Take the Lead. Both lost to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Fuck off. <laughs> Piece of shit garbage film. Uh, <sighs> do you know my MVP? Yeah, I do. Who's your MVP, I've got Jack? And... Two MVPs. Ooh. Both William Daniels and James L. Jones for picking up easy paychecks. <laughs> Good work, boys. William Daniels, the voice of Kit, the car from Knight Rider. Wow. James L. Jones, the voice of Darth Vader. Fuck. How much do you reckon they got? Oh, at least $100 each. <laughs> I'd go <laughs> 10 grand. I forget this one cost $33 million. All right, they got so, 100 grand each. Yeah. Wow. Okay, good work, boys. Just a day in the VO booth, just doing the work that they've done for most of their lives. Yeah. Um, Josh, who's your LVP? Okay, my LVPs, Elizabeth Ann, Stephen, um, Pamela, and Roger. 
Are these the parents of people? <laughs> Elizabeth Ann and Stephen Covert. Your, your LVP is going to tie into my LVP. And Pamela and Roger Swardson. Swardson, yeah. They should never have met, they should never have fucked and given birth to their disgusting spawn who wrote this piece of shit garbage fucking film. If I had a time machine, I would go back. I wouldn't do Hitler. I wouldn't stop us, um, you know, fucking up the planet with climate change, carbon carbon dioxide, whatever it is, the carbon. I would kill one of them from each couple to prevent this from ever happening. I just went simply with Alan Cohen and Nick Swanson <laughs> for writing two movies back to back that were both fucking terrible. Yeah, it's much better and would have taken less time for me to actually look up the <laughs> parents' names. But there we go. Yes, I'm glad that we're on the same page about this because, yeah, they're fucking garbage. Twist. We're not finished yet. <laughs> because yeah. we've covered a few sports movies now. We have. We thought we would do our top five sports oh, comedies. Yeah. How do you to, want to do it? To Jack? pad this out. Do you <laughs> to want... pad out this already ninety minute episode? <laughs> it's already out. longer than the than the film. To pad it out. <laughs> to All give right, the listeners yeah. what they want. Yeah, they really want to know our top five. Well, I've sports actually got. <laughs> You've got your honourable mentions. I've got seven honourable mentions. <laughs> Fuck yeah! All right, what, Josh? What is your number five sports comedy? Uh, in at number five is everyone's favourite Ben Stiller Vince Vaughn vehicle. It's Dodgeball, a true underdog story, featuring not cancelled Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, <laughs> Justin Long, Rip Torn, who I share a birthday with. The guy who plays JP from uh, from. Oh yeah, fuck, that's where he's from. Yeah, him. Um, yeah, I just remember really loving this film when I saw it for the first time, even with its regrettable Lance Armstrong uh, mm. cameo. It's just fun in it. It's just fun. Yeah, I like it. it was it it's was considered for my list. Didn't quite make the list. Oh really? Okay. What's your number five? Number five for me, Bender like Beckham. Oh fuck! Bender yeah, like that Beckham. Was darting around. Uh, was it being bent round your head like uh, like a ball by Beckham? Yes. Yeah, I like Bender like Beckham. I think it's just a genuinely good fun movie. That's true. Yeah, solid. Gurinder Chaha. Fuck yeah. Do another one. Good shit. Bend it like Rooney. Rooney. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't even really play anymore. He's a manager now. Yeah, bend it like. Sport. This is a sports chat with Jack yeah. and Josh. No, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> number four, Josh. What's my number four? Yeah. It's uh, it's come up before. It's Danny Mean me. Machine Mean. <laughs> it's the Mean Machine. It's a great fucking film. <laughs> I thought this was going to be your number one. No, it's not. I, I thought you would think that. No, it's my number four. It's just good shit, and it's a way better version than The Longest Yard. But you ha- we haven't seen the 70s version of The Longest Yard. It's going to be shit compared to Mean Machine. Guaranteed. How about uh, you? What's your number four? My number four, um, Longest Yard is shit compared to this as well. It's Happy Gilmore, motherfucker. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Happy good shit. Happy Gilmore. Represent Adam Sandler. Nice. Very good. I like it. Hmm. I did suggest to you, is there any film from Adam Sandler that you might want to include on your list? You're like, no! <laughs> no! no. Uh, my special mentions is growing. We'll put it that way. You've got two added since this started. Yeah. 
What's your number three? My number three, um, it's uh, one of the first outings of one of your favourite duos. Oh, this is this is my only honourable mention. It's basketball. Yeah, basketball is my basketball. I bumped for Bandit Light Beckham. Oh, really? No, I love basketball. It's so funny. Even now, I feel it's just good shit. Like all the psych out stuff is always good, apart from when it's like really homophobic or transphobic. Psych out, you're out of time. Um, it's a great song. The real big fish soundtrack is iconic. <laughs> it's just good shit. Your your mum's going out with Squeak. Here we go. <laughs> I once interviewed the uh, the Zucker brothers. I oh, know I was mm. supposed to interview the Zucker brothers, but uh, one of them couldn't be there, so I interviewed Jerry Zucker. Mm. And I had all these questions about basketball, but Jerry is not the one who directed basketball. David <laughs> oh, is, no. and so I was, but he Jerry happily told me about how uh, David used to play basketball in in his yard, and that's what led to the film being made. Oh, wow, that's my history of basketball. Jerry's like a very nice man. Sat and talked with me for quite a while. That's very nice. What's your number three? My number three is uh, the only film on this list that came out before I was born. It's uh, The Bad News Bears. Yeah, that's a film. It is. Uh, Walter Matthau is, uh, we mentioned it on the show earlier, Walter Matthau is the drunken coach of a, of a well, he's a former baseball player. It's essentially um, the Mighty Ducks, but with baseball, it's better than the Mighty Ducks. Um, it's also got a lot of sequels like the Mighty Ducks has, and a remake like the Mighty Ducks is about to have. Is it? Uh, they're doing a new thing for Disney+, Plus, aren't they? Are they? Yeah. Fuck. All right. <laughs> I'm fucking locked in. I'm geared. The bad news, yeah, for people who don't realize, Josh is like a massive Mighty Ducks fan. Right <laughs> hint to what is number one on his list. Um, <laughs> uh, the bad, me and Josh sat for a whole day once in the cinema and watched. And my brother. And your brother. And we watched all three Mighty Ducks <laughs> movies. Back to um, back to back. Quack to quack to quack. It wasn't as fun as I had intended it to be. No. Um, uh, that third movie is really shit. It really um, is. Uh, but no, Bad News Bears is super fun. Walter Matthau is really great in it. Tatum O'Neill is really good in it. It's funny. It's silly. There's a remake with Billy Bob Thornton directed by Richard Linklater, who's one of my favorite directors. That remake is not good. That's my least <laughs> favorite Richard Linklater movie. Mm. Um, yeah, I really like the Bad News Bears. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Nice. Oh, my number two. Your number two. Your deuce. It's called Runnings. Yeah. Fill the rhythm, fill the rhyme. Pucker up, it's bobsled time. Some people say they can't believe Jamaica, we got a bobsled team. Yeah, fuck it. It's so good. It's so joyous. Like, Leon is incredible in it. John Candy, man. John Candy. Brilliant. Final role final john candy role that is, a, that, is a, that is a shame it is a shame but like it's it's just so good is that true i think it is i think it was his final film is that true is that true i'm Josh? pretty sure it was his final film is that... i'm 90 percent sure maybe slipping down to 80 now nope <laughs> no nope, three movies after it <laughs> two. no there's two after two. there's well two. there's one he was uncredited in uh, no, that's Host- before. Hostage for a day. That's before. Ninety four. So oh, I haven't even got that in my. I haven't got that in my list. Oh, I've got that on IMDb. Hostage for a day. He played Yuri Petrovich. Oh, I've got Cool Runnings, Wagons East, and Canadian Bacon. Yes, yeah, so Canadian Bacon. I remember being his final movie because that's the film that Michael Moore directed. Oh, it's his last film released while he's alive. 
Okay. Okay. We'll put it that way. Okay. Hey, Wagon, Wagon's okay. East came out in 94. Um, he, died, he died early in 94. So. Yeah. So it's um, just so good and so heartwarming. I won a VHS of uh, Cool Runnings at a uh, school concert once. Nice. <laughs> I feel like it was a staple of, you know, it's coming towards the end of term when you're at a primary school and they put on a film. They'll fucking put on Cool Runnings. Because it's a guaranteed smash. I don't think I saw it until I was about 16. What? All right. Jesus. Well, love it. Anyway, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Kingpin. Kingpin. Have you seen Kingpin, Josh? Not for a long time, like 15 Ki- years. Kingpin might have my favorite Bill Murray performance. Oh, really? Is it? <laughs> As uh, Big Earn McCracken. Um, Kingpin, for those who haven't seen it, is... Uh, Woody Harlson and cancelled Randy Quaid. Um, is he cancelled? Uh, well, he's crazy. He's just weird, isn't he? No, he's crazy, Josh. But I think that there are people trying to kill Hollywood celebrities. I also think he... he I'm pretty sure he's like a big Trump guy. Oh. I think he released like a video about like Make America Great Again. All right, well then, cancelled, yep. Um, no more no, Randy I, Quaid I, I, I think it's safe to say that Randy Quaid is probably cancelled. Yeah. Um, uh, Woody Harrelson plays a former bowling champion who loses his hand and meets Randy Quaig, a young Amish man who is surprisingly good at bowling yeah. and Woody Harrelson takes him under his wing to win the bowling championship. It's a great movie Bill Murray plays the villain <laughs> and he's it's quite good. It's great. It's my From number two sports comedy of all time. Fair enough What's your number one, Josh? Quack. 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 Wait. Quack. Wait. Quack. Wait. Quack. Wait. Quack. Wait. Josh. Is it. Is it. The animated pilot of the Mighty Ducks TV series? What's that coming out of the sky? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's a flying V formation. It's the Mighty Ducks. The normal film. Not not uh, not the animated series. No, not the animated series. With anthropomorphic ducks. No, I, no, it's very weird. Um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, the Mighty Ducks, man. It's just so fucking good, that first one. And the second one, because it's basically the first one again. I think the second one's better than the first. Put it out there. Uh, it probably is. I don't actually. I can't. Since seeing them all in one, I can't differentiate between them. I know that the second one's international. The third one barely has Gordon Bombay. Yeah. No. He. Yeah. There's a different coach. But they're just like so many great characters. Goldberg, good shit. Coach Charlie. Bombay, Charlie, Cat or Katie the Cat. Um, <laughs> Katie the, the Cat. Bash Brothers, the Bash Bros. Keenan, Keenan, it's just everything. Um, the the new um, thing coming to Disney Plus is a Mighty Ducks TV series starring Emilio Estevez as Gordon Bombay. So it's like a sequel series with Lauren Graham as well. So you know whatever that means. Inject it, inject it into my fucking it's veins. The Mighty Ducks game changes. Yes, it fucking is. Anyway, if I don't know how you wouldn't have watched these films, but if you haven't, fucking watch them now watch Kingpin the podcast first right now, nope don't just watch the Mighty Ducks that's all you need my number one is uh, Everybody Wants Some oh good <laughs> I knew it 
I I found that I'm not entirely sure is a sports movie, but there's baseball in it. Yeah, um, I suppose. This is like my favorite type of movie. This is a, a hangout movie. Yeah, where just there's some good characters, good dialogue, low stakes, just uh, just hanging out, riffing just, on stuff. Just want to hang out, and they just want a bone. Feels real. It's weird. Everybody wants some. Is like. It's an era I never lived through and a type of lifestyle I never lived through. And yeah, I feel nostalgic for it every time I watch it. Mm. Um, and uh, I also don't think I would get on with any of those characters. No, <laughs> I don't think you would, man. But I really enjoy watching them because they feel real on screen and I just like watching them have a good time. Mm. Here for a good time, not for a long time. As uh, as one of them says, do you feel more in touch with like the the people, the characters of Dazed and Confused? What? Because you think I'd get on better with the characters in Dazed and Confused? Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, because I because I used to be a stoner and because I um yeah 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 that's it um, yeah yeah that's what um, I'm getting at. Maybe like I love Dazed and Confused as well. It's not a sports movie though, Charles. Um, that one guy's playing football in it. They play football like at the. Well, they do. You actually see them play football. Um, uh, they might just talk about it. To be honest, might, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love Dazed and Confused. Both of these are five star movies for me. Mm. Like Richard Linklater, as I mentioned earlier, one of my favorite directors. Possibly like, like the director. I will just go see anything he does. Like mm. him, him and Scorsese. Really, I, Scorsese hasn't got that for me. <laughs> No. No. I still haven't seen Silence. Silence is good, man. Silence is golden. Who's got that for you? I think the ones I would go and see basically anything. Paul Thomas Anderson. Frank Karachi. Greta Gerwig. <laughs> There's others. I don't know who. Jibber Jabber, man. Jibber Jabber. Jibber. To be honest, I'd go see those as well, but I'd get, <laughs> I, I'm most excited about a link later or a Scorsese about a linky Scorsese man Scorsese's good you should watch some Scorsese films I, I mean I have but the last one I watched I fucking hated that's that's my list that's you like cool. everybody wants some I've only seen it once and I was at a music festival when I've I saw it quite a lot I'd like to watch it again and as I was saying to you earlier off mic I'm going to watch the Sunset trilogy or no the Before trilogy yes finally because I've still never seen it. So maybe this will make me a Linklater then, boy. Then you can watch uh, Where Did You Go, Bernadette? Yeah. I'm quickly going to run through my special mentions. Well, I'll just do mine, which was just basketball. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, my special mentions, Happy Gilmore. It's good shit. Mm. Bend It Like Beckham. Mm. Previously it's mentioned. It's on my list. Everybody wants some. That's on my list. <laughs> That's on the list. Uh, one that we'll talk about at some point soon. Here Comes the Boom. Mm. The Kevin James UFC movie. <laughs> Is Warrior on your list? I guess Warrior's not a comedy. No, it's not a comedy, man. It's not a fucking comedy. Goon. I thought about Goon. I do like Goon. It's really fun. I love Sean William Scott. Did you ever see Goon 2? I think I did. I didn't. Not as good. <laughs> but I really like Goon. Uh, Run, Fat Boy, Run. It's just a nice British piece of shit film you put on. And it's just um, nice and stuff happens. Is it... <laughs> I don't is that, know. Is that good? Is that a good film, Josh? It's a good hangover film where you you know you know those sorts of hangovers when you know that the only thing that's going to make you feel better is having a really big cry. Do you cry in Run Fat Boy Run? Uh, I think I have in the past. Yeah. Do you know you know who directed Run Fat Boy Run, right? 
Uh, is it Schwimmer? It's David Schwimmer. It's David Schwimmer, yeah. Written by Michael Ian Black. Yeah, I like Michael Ian Black. So do I. I don't like Run Fat Boy Run that It's much. not brilliant. I'm not saying it's brilliant. That's it's why it's an honourable, honourable mention. Of yeah, best it's an honourable mention. Coming. And I, I like running. There's the not that many films. It's a dishonourable mention. Yeah, but there's not that many films about like long distance running. Comedies. What about Fast Girls. Comedies about what long about distance. What about Fast running? Girls? I don't know. I haven't heard of it. Uh, next one. Clark. Black Ball. Interesting. Black Ball. I feel like you're just naming films. <laughs> I am. Rather than uh, ones you actually like, just films that you've heard. I do. I do like Black Ball. I like. I really like Paul Kay. I, seen I think Black he's very funny. I think Paul Kay like. Whenever I see him in a film or a TV show, like in um, Wonderlust a couple of years ago, I think he was in that. And when he turned up in Game of Thrones, With Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston. No, it's a TV show. Um, um, yeah, when he showed up in that, I was like, "Cool, that's really good." Like, I don't know. He's always a joy to see. And Black Ball is funny. Him playing a sort of like punk bowls person. What about uh, Vince Vaughn's in that as well, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Fuck. Yeah. And um, Sex Lives of the Potato Man. Is that one of your honourable mentions? Johnny Vegas. No, he's not. No, it's not there. Next is uh, <laughs> Fighting With My Family. I liked Fighting With My Family. It's really fun. Um, what's face is incredible. As she's in everything. Pugh. Florence Pugh is incredible in everything. Yeah, so, so like... She's just going to waste her time doing Marvel movies for the rest of her life now. Is she? Well, she's in one. And then once they're in them, then you barely see them do anything else, do you? Yeah, true. But you know. Apart from Chris Hemsworth, who just does shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's just fun. Wrestling's cool. And my top special mention, which was originally in there because it doesn't really constitute a film, Seven Days in Hell. Oh, Seven Days in Hell is good. Seven Days in Hell is incredible. Like, I fucking love tennis, and I love the sort of, like... Uh, I really liked Borg versus McEnroe as a film, and I just like things about... Like, Andy Samberg's incredible. Kit Harrington's fine. It just really works. It's very funny. Do you like the other one? What's the other one? The other one they did? No. What's the other one? The one about uh, with um, with Andy Samberg and Orlando Bloom and John Cena about the Tour de France. Holy shit! Did you not know this existed? No. Tour well, de Pharmacy. That's what it's called. Fuck. All right. Oh no! I just searched Adam Sandler instead of Andy Samberg. <laughs> yeah. It's, um. Andy Sandberg, Orlando Bloom, Freddie Highmore, David Diggs, and John Cena. Holy shit. Okay. And the same style. I guess I'll be watching that <laughs> now. Um, also, didn't know Andy Sandberg's real name is David. Exciting. David Sandberg's a name, isn't it? Isn't there a David Sandberg? Maybe. Maybe that's Is that why. the guy who directed Shazam? Yeah, oh, it is. David F. Sandberg. Oh, shit. Well, he's David A.J. <laughs> Sandberg. Shit, man. Good shit. Um, yeah, that was a fun game. Yeah, just give the, give the audience a little bit of insight into us. <laughs> so here we are. It's, you know, it's up there with that quiz we did at Christmas. <laughs> but everyone I talked to said they turned off halfway through. How many people did you talk to, though? One. That's one. That's one man's opinion, man. That's just like your opinion. Um, uh, where can people find you, Jacken? Uh, at JFG in digital 3D it rhymes with F. Scott's Fitzgerald <laughs> um, it's uh, it's on the Twitters on the Instagram on the Letterboxd yeah. you can come follow me see what I'm up to see that I gave Game Night four stars yesterday interesting actually I haven't seen that one I've got it mixed up with Date Night 
Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, shit. Uh, yeah, you can find me at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's P at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at P-A-P-S-B-Y. At Papsby. Uh, sounds like slaps me. Yeah, it does. And gets me. No, 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 it doesn't. On Twitter. No, slaps me is good. Slaps me is good. <laughs> Papsby at Twitter. On uh, Instagram. On Letterboxd. All of those fine places. Catch me giving uh, hackers a five-star review. Cash you outside. Cash me outside. And as always, you can follow us at True Hat Mad uh, on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Twitter. The Twitter. Send us an email at truehatmad at gmail.com. Just saying mm-hmm. how much you think we're great. And as always, please, wherever you're listening to this, leave us a review and a rating of five stars. That's it. And uh, as I point to the outfield to call my shot, yeah, like Babe Ruth did and uh, and Richie did in this film, when yeah. he pointed to the floor, yeah, because uh, he wasn't going to hit the ball very far. It's a good baseball joke. I say to you all, it is a good joke. Oh horseshit! I don't know what that was. It was good. It was amazing. This is half as this film is. Yeah.